This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Dare I suggest that the Stuxnet attack on Iranian nuclear facilities was cyber warfare? Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro with a review of some of the most compelling content on GovInfoSecurity.com for the week ending Friday, January 21st. And that includes a report suggesting the United States and Israel worked together to develop the Stuxnet worm that reportedly knocked out one-fifth of Iran's nuclear centrifuges. To look at it another way, the alleged virtual assault did what a real bombing attack would try to do, disable an enemy's capability to wage war. Isn't that warfare? Isn't that cyber warfare? But many experts poo-poo the idea of a cyber war, at least as an independent undertaking, a paper issued this past week by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development contends virtual attacks defined as cyber war usually are temporary disruptions of internet services, vandalism, or spying, and muddle attempts to clearly analyze the damage caused by digital assaults. Here's one of the paper's authors, Peter Summer of the London School of Economics. We think that if you're talking about a pure cyber war, something with the effect of what's going on in Afghanistan or what went went on in the Balkans and is conducted purely from one computer attacking other computers, we think that sort of exercise event is really pretty unlikely. What we think, both in terms of an outright war, but also in terms of covert activity or the skirmishes leading up to war, we are seeing more and more use of cyber weaponry. If a cyber attack produces the same results as a kinetic attack, wouldn't that be a cyber war? Summer didn't go that far, but predicts an increase in the use of warlike cyber weaponry. Arguably with rather more precision. So, you know, there are good features weaponry in some way or another. I mean, people sort of assume that cyber weapons are totally bad. Once you get over the idea that um, we don't have permanent world peace and people may need to attack each other in particular circumstances when they feel it is justified, then there may be rather a lot of good things to say about cyber weapons. That's Peter Summer of the London School of Economics. After this message, I'll be back with some exciting news here at GovInfoSecurity.com that can involve you, the government IT security practitioner. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. The EU's European Network and Information Security Agency issued a paper on how governments should approach deploying secure cloud computing. Much of the advice in the 146-page report could apply to local, state, and federal governments here in the USA. The paper says effectively managing the security and resiliency related to cloud computing capabilities is prompting many public bodies to innovate, in some cases to rethink their processes for assessing risk and making informed decisions related to the new service delivery model. And now for that promised good news. Lots has happened over the past two years in government IT security, not only in Washington, but in city halls and state houses. Never in our history has information security been so crucial for the operation of government. But what does that mean to CIOs, CISOs, and others in government charged with securing IT? We want to know, and you can help us find out. 
GovInfoSecurity.com has fielded its inaugural State of the Government Information Security Today survey. And if you're involved in any aspect of securing IT at any level of American government, federal, state, local, or tribal, we invite you to take the survey. Go to GovInfoSecurity.com and you'll see the banner for the survey. Just click on it and it will take you to the questionnaire. We'll present the survey findings at the RSA Security Conference in San Francisco next month. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabro. Enjoy your weekend and have a great week ahead. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.